This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the October 12th, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. Europe likes to preserve their green space. Europe wants to go solar. Solar works in areas with lots of green space. Europe is having trouble balancing those two objectives. I'm laughing at them. Allegedly, the FBI offered Christopher Steele $1 million to give evidence confirming allegations that he made in his dossier, and he could not do it. The dossier was the basis for secret government warrants and the gobbledygook media touting a story so often that people believed it. A source for that dossier is, is on trial for basically lying to the FBI. He likely will be found not guilty. Not because he did not lie to the FBI, more because, as Andrew McCarthy says, the FBI is not a victim. Victim. Similar to the Sussman case, the FBI wanted to be lied to, so it is hard for the prosecutors to argue their time was wasted. More in the linked National Review article. I skimmed one article asking who will buy U.S. debt. Now that we are at $31 trillion in debt, that is a good question. It is not hard to find loans when you have money and are making money. When your income down is down and you owe a lot of money, not so much. Moving on. This is small. Some may wonder why I bring it up. The reason is I think small stories tell us things about ourselves. The Wall Street Journal has a piece that says one third of folks who ride the buses in Washington, D.C. do not pay. This is after the city decriminalized failure to pay. Now, paying is basically optional. I don't think it is good to train citizens that they can violate the law. I'm fine with the city saying they want to support public transportation and minimize the use of cars so buses are free. Seriously, that may be good public policy. Do it. Don't kind of do it by saying, y'all can choose not to pay. Maybe they won't pay their taxes or pay when they go to a store. Oops, that last one is happening now with large groups raiding stores. The Florida Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, is warning that, quote, COVID-19 vaccines increase the risk of cardiac-related deaths in young men, end quote. Per the linked ABC's News article titled, Scientist Pan Analysis, Florida's Surgeon General Posted on COVID-19 Vaccines. The article says that vaccine experts do not like the analysis and calls, quote, the study poorly designed and dangerously misleading, end quote. Dr. Ladapo says he likes the discussion and transparency that his post created. What did the good doctor actually do? He recommended that men between the ages of 18 to 39 not get the COVID vaccine. He is an island, as just about everyone else disagrees. Who is right? Per the article, quote, vaccine experts said the Florida paper raised several red flags. Written anonymously before being released by the Department of Health, the analysis omitted key details on methodology and didn't examine medical records, only deaths, end quote. I was specifically asked by someone to weigh in on this, but hey, maybe they were making fun of me. Still, here are my thoughts. Young adult males are a relatively safe group and many have probably already had COVID or the vaccine. So I am guessing the increased risk is not large if they choose not to get the vaccine or not to get the booster. The risk of the vaccine is extremely small, 
but exists. I think COVID risks are much greater even for this age group. And reducing the spread of COVID helps the population, their grandparents. The study was not peer reviewed. And while I believe it found a small increase in cardiac deaths, it did not find an increase in overall deaths. Could this be a classification error situation? I think this would have been fine to post and say, hey, we need a bigger study to look into this. The good doctor should not have changed the recommendation. Before folks go DEFCON 4 and attacking the good doctor and his boss, evil Governor DeSantis, I would like to point out this is not a lot different than the CDC on masks. They would tout non-peer-reviewed studies that showed the worthiness of their mask policy. A cursory review of the study showed the study was deeply flawed, but the CDC stood by it. One study said masks prevented COVID. But in the study, if someone had COVID, they would test those in the vicinity of the person in a non-mask school, but would not do the same in a mask school. Guess what? They were identifying the level of asymptomatic COVID, not the efficacy of masks, or at best they could not tell which. And many of these were not peer reviewed. Former Labor Secretary in the Clinton administration, Robert Reich, has a piece in The Guardian attacking trickle-down economics. The linked piece is titled, quote, Why is trickle-down economics still with us? End quote. He triggered me. His use of the phrase trickle-down economics triggered me. I'll get back to that in a moment. Wright takes issue with new United Kingdom Prime Minister Liz Truss following in the footsteps of Thatcher and Reagan and pursuing a policy of reduced taxes and deregulation. Some of her policies were met with opposition and did not pass. Here is the money line from Mr. Reich. Quote, What's bizarre about this latest episode of trickle-down economics, the abiding faith on the political right that tax right, uh, cuts and deregulation are good for an economy is that this gonzo economic theory continues to live on notwithstanding its repeated failures. End quote. Never works? Really? Thatcher and Reagan did well. How have those communist policies worked that Mr. Reich seems so fond of? To be fair, he offers other reasons why the economies took off, but I'm not buying them. Reich says trickle-down policies have exploded budgets. Uh, increased spending did that. Every budget Reagan sent to Congress was swatted by Speaker of the House O'Neill because it did not have enough spending. And overall, overall tax revenues under Reagan increased in real inflation-adjusted dollars. They dropped the rate, not the revenue. But back to trickle-down. He and others talk like it is an economic philosophy. No, it was a term of derision created by folks like Reich, and good for them. They own that word and use it well. Federal marginal tax rates were 72% when Reagan reduced them. Add state tax, property tax, and sales tax on top of that. Seems a bit too high to me. Guess what? People did everything they could to avoid paying taxes. There were legal ways that involved investing in risky schemes that threw off lots of depreciation charges. That system was not good for the economy. With the tax rate decreases came a reduction in the ability to make deductions, and ta-da, the economy took off. Was the initial 28% rate a bit too low? Yeah, but that increased later in Reagan's term. For years, we have been vacillating between 36 and 39%, with a few extra percent thrown in for some specific things. Sounds okay to me. 
Also, I'm betting the rich avoid income taxes by taking their money as capital gains. The high income tax rates that folks want to hit Bezos and Gates with would miss. Increase the maximum rate some more if you want, but the government won't get much more in taxes. High tax countries get a bigger share than the United States from the middle and upper middle class. Anyway, it's time to look at cutting spending, but we won't. That would be hard. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.